The AI Today podcast, produced by Cognolytica, cuts through the hype and noise to identify what is really happening now in the world of artificial intelligence. Learn about emerging AI trends, technologies, and use cases from Cognolytica analysts and guest experts. Hello, and welcome to the AI Today podcast. I'm your host, Kathleen Walsh. I am your host, Ron Schmelzer. So we are thrilled again to have here as a guest on the AI Today podcast, a podcast host who has himself been interviewing and talking to some of really the very well-known folks in the AI industry and data science. You can even see him talk about the Kaggle competitions and all sorts of stuff. And by that, I mean, we have here as guest Siam Bhutani, who is the host of the Chai Time Data Science Podcast, and really thrilled to have him here. And for those who might actually be coming to the to our podcast, the AI Today podcast from Chai Time, because we're doing a swap, we're going to be uh, showing ourselves and, and really, and actually literally showing, because we're going to be on video, <laughs> showing ourselves with the Chai Time <laughs> Data Science Podcast. So if you're here at our podcast for the first time after seeing us there, uh, just note that what we do here on the AI Today podcast is we interview folks and we spend time looking at who's actually doing what with AI today. Um, You know, we love the research and all that's good stuff, but really we focus on who's implementing what, what challenges are they running into. And we have over 200 episodes uh, with some fantastic guests, uh, everybody from, you know, uh, uh, the founders of iRobot and Sophia Robot to uh, heads of data science at Merck and, and major firms like Home Depot and other organizations. So you'll learn quite a bit, as well as insights into AI market trends and, in general, adoption of AI in the public and private sector. So definitely encourage you to listen to our large uh, library here. So as mentioned, we are excited to have with us the host of the Chai Time Data Science Podcast, Sayam Bhutani. Uh, Thank you so much for joining us. I'm super excited to be here, Ron and Kathleen. I've been listening to your podcast. I'll be honest, I started with the goal to listen like to five, 10 episodes just for like my research for the podcast op. And I ended up listening to like 50-ish episodes. So I've I've become a fan, if I may. I wasn't a fan before, but I got converted. (laughs) That is great to hear. Uh, And we would like to thank you so much for joining us today. We're excited for this interview. So we'd like to start by having you introduce yourself to our listeners, tell them a little bit about your background and your podcast as well, and maybe why you got started with the podcast. Absolutely. I'm bad at self-promotion, so I'll keep it at a minimum and we can dive into different things. But I called myself a community taught uh, machine learning engineer. I just I was so bored at my university degree. I mean, they were good, but not like they couldn't satisfy my curiosity. So I went to the internet, found incredible communities and started learning there. I went off on a tangent at some point where I decided to start blogging. And one day randomly, I was just, I decided to check the little tab called stats. And that day I realized I had hit a million views total on my blog post. And I thought to myself, I can't outdo that at all. So at that point, I decided to start the podcast uh, just as a service to the community where I get to interview great people like yourself. So uh, that's how that journey has been happening. And along the way, I've also been working as a machine learning engineer earlier now as a deep learning engineer. So that's my background. Well, great. That's a great background. I think for a lot of our listeners here who may be practitioners themselves, we have quite a few listeners, um, they may be very interested in that sort of career trajectory themselves or are just interested in hearing 
your background. And actually, as, as part of that, that's really, really my, my next question, which is, you know, you've seen the data science or you yourself have been involved in data science and you've talked to and worked with many colleagues in data science. And it's a fairly new role. So how, I mean, within the grand scheme of things. So how have you seen the data science role evolve over these past many years? And for full uh, disclosure to your audience, first of all, like I'm not as great as the usual interviews on here. I would say I'm an early intermediate. So my my observation so far has been like also from the community perspective, in general, in the broader scheme of things, we are usually move towards more abstractions. Like earlier, we had sophisticated systems. We were like hand coding everything. Now we, we're a little better at it. I think like we've somewhat figured out different roles in the industry. That's one of my observations. Like earlier data scientists could be anyone. Like that term was such an umbrella term. I think it still is, but it's a little more defined. So from what I've understood, the companies have gathered a better understanding of what they really need and what kind of people they'd like to have. And from the practitioner and community perspective, I really like enjoy this. I've been involved in a few communities earlier in 2017. I remember we would just be folks. I'm reading a book. Would you like to come join us? People would come, they'd discuss concepts. Now we're at the point where we're discussing projects. So, Hey, I just built this pipeline. What do you think of it? Can you see my code? We're sharing repositories and not just concepts. So that's like, that really excites me. As you can see, my face is just lighting up talking about that, but yeah. Yeah, not sure our podcast listeners can see your face, but but they will on the uh, the our interview <laughs> with you on your podcast. Um, I have some follow-ups. I'm sure I'm, Kathleen might as well. I mean, like part part of I think what we're seeing is is it sounds like the the kinds of things that data scientists are seeing. You were talking about moving from sort of books and and um, concepts to talking about projects, which is great because we like to talk about what people are actually doing. How about the role itself? Have you seen any changes? Like you know. Data, you know, has anything changed in the way that maybe organizations are hiring data science? Are, is there anything changing maybe in sort of the skills, the so-called unicorn? Is it hard to find data scientists still? Has things like have things like AutoML, which I know you've had some previous history with, have that has that changed anything about data science? Maybe, maybe some insights into kind of what it's like to be data science now versus the past. Yeah, so I've been I've been working in the industry for just a few years, so not that strong of a transition uh, but i think like we've seen realistic job postings recently like we don't need someone with 12 years of tensorflow experience which just came out like seven years ago i think so like i i think we're getting more realistic and businesses are starting to understand that you can just throw a model at it you need to have like a proper pipeline and system around it so the data scientists aren't just working in isolation from what i understand the team structures have become more organized and even the tooling so it's not just hey that's a data scientist don't disturb them they they don't use github like we're seeing tools come along ml ops has become a proper term and not just a term it's also like different tools that are around uh, in the ecosystem that's great. You know, and I know that you've you've been in industry, you've gotten to work at a few different companies, and also you're very involved with the community, which is great because I think that that's a really great way to share uh, what is actually going on. You know, people people love to share, and that's nice. Don't be so protective of it. So from that experience, what are you seeing as some of the biggest trends that are emerging with both data and data science today? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, 
I think like I, as, as you mentioned in the introduction, I talked to a lot of Kaglios and it's starting to become clear that these skills are quite useful. Like people earlier used to complain that, uh, Kaggle is, you know, is a competition website. Don't, don't worry about that. People just like do random stuff on there. That was the like broader opinion. I never agreed with it for it. I don't want to offend my Kaggle friends, but, uh, the thing I've observed is like, people are much more diligent about understanding different skill sets and they understand that, uh, what does a data engineer need to work towards? What does a machine learning engineer or a deep learning engineer need to work towards, uh, as part of my job, I'm at Bates and Biases right now. We're also developing tools around the MLOps direction. So people are also learning about those skill sets. How do you version models nicely? How do you make your experiments reproducible? That's like, that's the craziest thing that I think uh, has come about. Like I remember my first Kaggle competition, I had Untitled 1, Untitled 2, IPython Notebook, Untitled 100, IPython Notebook. Luckily, no one is as stupid now. Like we have proper structures around like how to set up a structure for a project in the first place. So people have learned that luckily, like no one starts like I did, thankfully. So I think those, those are the bigger community trends, if I may. I'm not sure if that answers your question. No, that's actually a great answer. Actually, the funny thing is, is like, um, this is something we spend a lot of time talking about in our podcast is that it's not usually the big things that get in the way like, oh, I don't know how to algorithm selection or how to configure a boosted tree or like, you know, how to set up deep learning network. It's always like I have a whole bunch of notebooks and they're all called untitled, <laughs> right? Because <laughs> that's the default name. Yeah. And I have to know that untitled number 53 is different than untitled, right? And you're like, we should just have a standard naming structure, right? A lot of this stuff is like, this is all project. The funny thing is, this is all project management. This is not even really about the specifics of doing AI. Of course, at the end of the day, you want, you know, machine learning model, whatever. But the 80 to 90% of what gets in the way is just like running a project. What problem am I solving? Do I have the data that I need to have? Is it in the right oh, format, sure. right? You know, all the rest of stuff, model, model evaluation, iteration, then the whole MLOps thing, which you're definitely a major trend, which is dealing with the whole life cycle. This is something, you know, that we've been spending a lot of time talking about because methodology, I think, as unsexy as it is, is making a comeback <laughs> or at least yeah. making an entrance. And, you know, we, we spend talking, time talking about the CPM AI methodology, which is the cognitive project management for AI methodology itself based on CRISPDM, which has been around for 20 plus years. And, and, you know, we encourage our folks, our listeners out there, if you're interested in a proper methodology for doing AI projects, You've been hearing this now, not just from us, but from all of our fabulous guests here have been talking about the fact that the big innovation has been just naming the notebooks from untitled to something. This is part of <laughs> this is the innovation. I'm, I'm just really laughing right now, but it's it's very, very true. If if I can add to that a little, Perfect. I think like the, the leaders talk about software 2.0. And like maybe I shouldn't be talking like so, but like I'm the lazy developer kind. Uh, of people are it doesn't make me look good but I, i'll be honest about it and like if anyone tells me one extra step in my process i'm going to question my whole existence and why am i working on that project i want the minimal effort path and like these things aren't figured out like we're just starting to figure those out with different tools but like if i have to like save a model and i need to save that in a directory and i didn't do that i'm not going to go back and do that i'm not going to rename my notebook i'm not going to add doc strings 
that, that's just a lot of work and we need to like discuss those things in teams i i believe like i'm sure many people do it properly maybe i'm just the only one but it's really a thing we need to figure out because again it's not just the data scientists in silo who's working on these problems it's also the entire team that needs to understand the complete structure so that's why i think like i'm pretty excited about mdops yeah you know and it is it we always say sometimes it is kind of that boring stuff but you need to do it right you need to have methodologies in place you need to have best practices in place you need to make sure that people that are new to your team that are onboarding. And that can be either new because they came from a different department or new because they are external hires. Understand what's going on and that everybody has the same naming convention, that everybody's on the same page. And that's why we push methodology continuously because you need that. And so our listeners know we we advocate for the best practices, CPMAI, Cognitive Project Management for AI Methodology. You can go to courses.cognolytica.com to register to become CPMA certified and take the course and learn the best practices and get the workbook so that you can actually follow along when you're doing your projects. We've had many um, of our listeners actually go through and complete the education and are now using the CPMAI workbook in their projects. And it's great to hear. We always love feedback because you really do need it. And we say, this is not rocket science. Like this is, but you need to have these steps in place. Otherwise you're going to have people that don't do it. And you're right. Two years from now, I'm going and I'm looking at this, you know, notebook and I'm like, <laughs> I don't know what notebook untitled one is or, <laughs> or untitled 50 because they all look the same to me. Uh, you know, just untitled, untitled. I don't even know what project it goes to all of that. So that's really great to point out also because I think people need to continue to hear this, right? Like this is not always the hard stuff, but needs to get said. And on your podcast, you do get the opportunity to talk to a lot of different people, uh, which I think is, is really helpful and has helped give you, you know, a really diverse background. Plus I know you're very involved in the community as you've mentioned. So that brings a unique perspective as well from your different podcast interviews. What's one thing, or, you know, maybe some general trends that have surprised you in regards to AI and data science. Sure. And I'm definitely going to check out the courses right after our interviews that those sound exciting. Um, one trend that has surprised me, uh, I started this journey as an undergrad in data science. I've just completed my undergrad recently. And like the reason I started it was because I was a rebel and like my advisors, I'm sure in the best interest, told me not to like look at these things. Deep learning is for people with PhDs. And uh, I was just like told to stop right there. And I decided, all right, I'm going to do that because I was told not to. <laughs> Luckily, that has changed a lot. So, like, I started this journey imagining it will be incredibly difficult to, like, first learn stats, then programming, then all of these things. So, like, I've been surprised how easy it is to get into the field, how easy, like, you don't need to know the algorithms at the mathematical proof of definition level. You can, like, simply apply them. You won't do the best job for sure, but you can get started pretty easily. But then also, like, I've interviewed people who are at the number one on Kaggle competition ranking and multiple people of similar stature. Like, how hard they still work, so how new the field really is, because papers come out every week. I'm, I'm more interested in the deep learning side of things, so things are so constantly evolving. Like, I didn't compete on Kaggle for a few months, 
and now i'm just constantly at the bottom of the leaderboard because i i haven't kept up to date with the new frameworks and new papers so how fast the field moves like how much effort you need to put in to stay on the top and also how easy it is to get started like there's there's a confusion for both the things i think at least for me Yeah, I yeah, think that, that's that's really insightful. I I think um you you've been you've been seeing a lot of great uh, interviews. As a matter of fact, you know if I if you go to the to the site, it's actually interesting because uh, if you go to Chai Time podcast, you can see that there's there's videos there, and not realize that uh, there's also the podcast you can listen to it. So it's kind of I know people do that. We haven't we we thought about recording video while we were doing our podcast. We haven't really. Um, Really done that too much, but uh, it's a lot of effort to edit videos. I'm, I, I, you've saved yourselves a lot of efforts, believe me. <laughs> but people do like video. People like consuming, um, you know, consuming that that sort of content. You know, one of the things I'd like to like to to you know come up here is that like you know you had some interviews I know with some of the folks from from the Cal competitions. We were talking about this. What are you sort? Of, are you seeing any sort of research trends? I know you were talking about some of the trends, but like. Um, you know, are, are you seeing anything in terms of like, are things going in a different way? Are we running into roadblocks? That's one of the things people talk about a, a lot is that we're hitting some of the limits. Maybe, maybe not from your own experience, but maybe from some of the interviews you've had, you could share some of that. Sure. Uh, honestly, I've not seen a lot of roadblocks. Like when I was talking about how easy it is uh, becoming to get started, I remember renting my first AWS instance. and now you can just go to colab you don't need to worry about all of that it management stuff so what i've observed in my interviews is i try to interview people who've like done great things on kaggle competitions and i get luckily they keep saying yes for reasons i don't understand and the like thing i've observed is even newbies who like relatively new to the competition so they're not like have been on kaggle for years they're able to take these ideas and implement them so i i think it's partly because the community is great but uh have we hit roadblocks i don't think so i think like things have become easier to apply and i hope that continues to be the case because what we what i really want to see in the world is like more people using these uh, applications and applying these things to like different areas i think like it's it's quite still underrated what we can do with machine learning uh, in a proper applied fashion All right. Well, great. Yeah, if people are interested in learning more, talking to these uh, grandmasters, I think the Kaggle grandmasters are mostly the people that you're you're interviewing when you talk to Kaggle. So that's great. Um, definitely make sure to check out, uh, you know, try time if you're interested. But I've, this has been an incredible podcast, and we're very much looking forward to this swap so that our listeners can get you know different perspectives from your podcast, and we're excited to be on yours. But I always like to wrap up. our podcast interviews with asking every guest the same question because we get such varied responses and i really uh you know appreciate everybody's point of view and thoughts that go into this question so as a final note what do you believe the future of ai is in general and its application to organizations and beyond sure i'll uh, first thanks thanks to the plug i really appreciate it um i'm quite of the optimistic view So I'm like excited about what happens when the barriers of entry to tech in general are lowered. When like India has, I'm I'm from India. We just seen you know, a like internet revolution where internet just got really cheap. Earlier it used to be, for context, five dollars for one gigabyte. That's quite expensive. I think it's the same in states still. But now we're at five gigs for unlimited internet every month. 
what that leads to in my opinion is like more people getting on this train and then they can go to youtube learn about courses learn about all of these things get started so what excites me about this journey is as as these tools become easier and easier to use more people will come on board and they'll try to see applications that only they can only a farmer can know what he wants to do at his farm and if he can use the right tools he'll optimize it in the best way he can and i hope that that is the case leading up into the future will most of it be ai uh, i don't think so a lot of it will be i'm sure like it's still underrated i'm not talking about those like crazy applications that we all know about that like lead to memes they're fine there but like i'm interested in seeing the barriers of entry being lowered and more interesting application that only domain experts uh, can bring about as we like teach them about uh, the wonders of these tools and these things yeah that that's great that's why we love asking that last question we get we do get <laughs> literally every possible answer so we asked the question what do you see as the future of ai and machine learning and like applications and beyond and and your, the answer was basically democratizing access to data science and getting more people involved in data science and lowering the bar for application, and that we actually, you know, of all the interviews, we actually have not heard that answer so much. It's always been about like what AI can do in this industry, or autonomous vehicles, or will we see AGI, or this and that, or the. Uh, I think we were talking with Craig. It was about the global competitive dynamic. This is very much in terms of hey, put it giving everybody the capability of doing data science and machine learning, and um, certainly, um, I think that's a realistic goal. And if uh, a lot of the vendors are to believe, they're all pushing that. So <laughs> it's certainly yeah. easier to make it easier to do data science than it is to achieve AGI. That is for sure. I so, agree. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I mean, just want to thank you so much for being a fantastic guest here on, on AI Today. As mentioned, uh, we did a swap here, so you can listen to us on the Chai Time Data Science podcast. We'll be linking to that. Kathleen will mention that as well. We'll be linking uh, to that. But uh, really wanted to thank you so much for joining us here on uh, this podcast. I was honored to be on The Incredible So Thanks. Thanks for the opportunity. And I hope people check out your interview as well. Yeah, thank you so much for being on this. And if you've enjoyed listening to this podcast, please make sure to rate us on iTunes, Google, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform. As always, we'll post any articles and concepts discussed in the show notes. So we'll make sure to include a link to our interview on the Chai Time Data Science Podcast so that you can check that out and also listen to some of his other guests as well. So thanks for listening and we'll catch you at the next episode. And that's a wrap for today. To download this episode, find additional episodes and transcripts, subscribe to our newsletter and more, please visit our website at Cognolitica.com. Join the discussion in between podcasts on the AI Today Facebook group and make sure to join the Cognolitica Facebook page for updates on this and future podcasts. Also subscribe to our podcast in iTunes, Google Play and elsewhere to get notified of future episodes. Want to support this podcast and get your message out to our listeners? Then become a sponsor. We offer significant benefits for AI Today sponsors, including promotion in the podcast and landing page, and opportunities to be a guest on the AI Today show. For more information on sponsorship, visit the Cognolytica website and click on the podcast link. This sound recording and its contents is copyright by Cognolytica, all rights reserved. Music by Matsu Gravas. As always, thanks for listening to AI Today, and we'll catch you at the next podcast.